This is a HeadGum Podcast. Now let's start the show. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Svera. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is Go With Your Gut. Yes. Also on the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, how to know if you're being hat-fished. Yes, I said hat-fished, not cat-fished. And to be happy, don't try to be famous. We'll tell you more about those stories. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions but first, Angela, what is going on with your week? Um, so I've noticed something, a, a little phenomenon happening in my relationship, and I wanted to share it with you. I don't know if it's something you've experienced. Okay. So apparently every single person that uh, my boyfriend Ian introduces me to, he introduces me as Angie, which I don't go by. <laughs> Like I've never, in fact, I actively for a long time when I was younger would tell people, don't call me Angie. I don't like it. I'm Angela. Um, And like now that I'm older, I care less, like whatever, call me whatever. I don't care. But it's just weird that like I don't, it's like not something I've ever answered to. But now there's like so many people that I know now that call me Angie and it's weird. Wait. Okay. So. I mean, sometimes I call you Angie Pie, but really just over text, you know, like Angie Pie. But I definitely call you Angela. Right. Um, so I noticed you wouldn't remember this because you were wasted, but I <laughs> noticed him calling you Angie that night you got really drunk at the Headgum Network right. two year anniversary party, which we talked about a couple episodes ago. And as you were puking in the toilet, <laughs> he was like, Angie. It's okay, Angie. And I remember being like, oh, I didn't know he called her Angie. Like, I guess that's like their thing. But now I'm learning this is a recent thing. It's like, well, he doesn't call me Angie that much. He calls me both. I don't know. Apparently when I was blacked out, he was taking advantage of the situation and calling me by a name I don't like. (laughs) (laughs) But his whole family calls me Angie. Like his parents, his sister. That's weird. Everybody. And it's like, I have like, I feel like I'm living a double life. Does he not like the name Angela? I, maybe it's too many syllables for him. I don't know. <laughs> but his dad finally caught on and was like, wait a minute. Should we not be calling you Angie? Because I think like it's then it's extra awkward when like they're calling me Angie and then I meet someone new in front of them and I introduce myself and I'm like, hi, I'm Angela. Because that's my goddamn name. <laughs> but like, I don't care. But like, then they're like, oh. Uh, Angela but then they just they feel awkward I feel awkward it's it's a whole thing have you asked him why he's introducing people he's introducing you to people as Angie because he's just like oh I like that name so he likes it better (laughs) I guess that's interesting but it's funny I brought this up with someone recently um my my cousin's wife Caitlin or who I call Caitlin and I found out she was like yeah you know to everybody else I'm Katie but my cousin introduced me to her as Caitlin. Oh. So like, there's like this whole trend of why do men do this? I don't know. I mean, I think Brad Pitt called Angelina Jolie Angie. Did he really? Or he, are you making that up? No, I'm pretty sure he does. I'm pretty sure he calls her Angie. So maybe it's like. I wonder if she had like an identity crisis like I'm having. I don't know. Right do you now. feel better about it now or worse? 
now that you know this fact. Well, now I just feel because then they asked me what they should call me, and I don't know what to say. I'm like, just say Angela. Be like, minus my freaking name. No, because I now I kind of it's growing on me. What? I don't mind it, but it's just like I feel like I'm a different person when I'm Angie. Wow. I'm like I don't know. I'm I'm Angie. I'm like <laughs> fun, fun, playful Angie. <laughs> That's my alter ego. And what's Angela like? She's more serious. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm being Angela right now. I'm being very serious. When we do sketch comedy, you're also Angela, though. Maybe Angie is my Sasha Fierce. Maybe when we're on stage, I'm actually Angie. This makes sense. I, I call, step into the spotlight and I turn into Angie. I call Nick Nicholas. But when I introduce him to people, I call him Nick because that's his name. But like Nicholas is just like our little thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, this is interesting. Let, yeah. me, let me know how this develops. I feel like you, there's no like nickname for Laura. So, uh, people call me low or double L, but I like that. I've never heard. Well, yeah. Double L, I guess. Yeah. Cause Laura Lane, double L. Do people oh. ever call you Laura? I mean, not Laura, Laura <laughs> Lauren. Yes. <laughs> no, Lauren is like not even remotely my name. I would be like, nope, it's Laura. Hmm. All right. All right. Whatever you say, Lauren. No, don't. Right. Um, so yeah, that's that's what's up with me. What's going on with you? It was my birthday. It's my birthday week. Oh, woo woo. Happy birthday. Thank you. So here's the thing. So Nick's birthday is exactly nine days after mine. And I love this. Our birthdays could not be positioned at better times. Not only are we both Virgos, so we get along great, but also I can gauge what to get him for a present based on what he gets me. <laughs> I actually I totally respect that. I love it. I think it's great. It's really hard matching like the level of nice gift you get for somebody because mm-hmm. then they have to match it. There's a problem though. This year he got me like a really nice gift. There's no way I can like match the level. But it kind of like broke the trend. Like normally I'd kind of like wait to get him something based on like, okay, what does he get me, you know? Because mm-hmm. like it's kind of it's like tough in relationships, you know? You're like, right. what do I get the person? That's true. Then it only leaves you nine days yeah. to get the gift. This this year I wanted to like order something on Etsy and so I or I like bought it beforehand. But um yeah. I don't know. It's it's good. We had a good birthday. What did you get Nick? Uh I got him. He like knows what I got him. Oh right. I forgot his birthday hasn't happened yet. His birthday hasn't happened <laughs> Never yet. Never mind. No, but like I was actually so nervous about what I was gonna get him that I kinda told him I was like, is this something you would want? So he basically knows. So when we were at the fourth of July with like a big group of people, we were playing this lawn game called what's it called? Coob. It's called Coob. Coob. What is Coob? It's like these like wooden sticks and you like try to hit the wooden sticks. It sounds really dumb, but it's actually kind of fun. Wait, do you hit it with a frisbee? No. You oh. hit it with other sticks. Oh. You hit sticks with other sticks. And that it, sounds so fun. And he played it like all day, every day, the entire trip. Like he must have played it like 50 times. Well, I have to teach Nick Polish darts because that's another fun lawn game that we play, me and Ian. That sounds fun. Yeah. But yeah, I had a good birthday. I really just wanted to like be low key because I was kind of traumatized earlier by going to my friend's birthday in the Hamptons. And it made me realize how much I hate the Hamptons. <laughs> Like I like truly can't stand the Hamptons. And so I ran home, got a train early. I had like not a good time. It was like we were at surf at like, what's it called? Surf club, surf lounge, surf. You know, when I'm out there, I don't go to the the schnazzy places like yourself. Oh, okay. Well, we were at, oh my God, people that are listening to this are like, you know what this is. Uh, It's, hold on, I'm gonna look it up. Uh, 
and it got like raided, uh, Surf Lodge, duh, Surf Lodge. It got like raided by the cops because it was like two packed and like the birthday girl was refusing to leave. She was like, we have a reservation. We have a reservation. And <laughs> Don't I'm like, the police know we have a reservation? It was like seriously my worst nightmare. And like, she's like, we have a reservation. And I was like, can we please go? And like, and other people on her birthday were like, I'll order pizza. Let's do something else. Like, this is not fun. We're getting like pushed around, slammed, like elbowed from people as they're trying to like escape Surf Lodge. And she's like, no, I made the reservations like a month ago. We're not leaving. And it was like, it, I mean, eventually the cops left and like a bunch of people were kicked out and she somehow like managed to like stay inside the restaurant as they were trying to get people like kicked out because it was like over capacity. So we ended up sitting down and having like a nice meal. But after that, I was like, this is not fun for me. This is, am I like, it's not that I'm like too old for this. This is just like, this is not fun. Right. So for your birthday, you want us to do like the opposite? The, op- the f- got freaking opposite of that like literally the polar opposite of that so we went to the farmer's market had a nice picnic just like nick me and sammy we're gonna do a barbecue with like a bunch of friends like on our rooftop in a couple weeks and i'm like i literally want the opposite of like being raided by the cops being over capacity at stupid surf lodge which is like literally my nightmare then oh and then after we go to the dance floor and like you can't even dance because there's so many people and there's like yeah, like sweaty dudes. It was like, no, get me out of here. This is like my worst nightmare. I know people are like into that, but like, I guess why? you could never be a cast member on Summer House. No, I couldn't. Like, like previous guest, Lindsay Hubbard. <sighs> She's brave for braving Surf Lodge <laughs> because that was literally my hell. Like when it, if I go to hell, I don't believe in that shit, but like, <laughs> I don't believe in that. But whatever, that would be my hell. So I had a great birthday because it was the opposite of that Hamptons birthday weekend. Well, congrats. Thank you. Um, Are you ready to talk about what's in the news? Yes. Let's talk about what's in the news. Angela, what have you been reading? Um, I'm so excited about this news story because I love when I learn something new. This week, I was reading about being hatfished. What is being hatfished? Okay, well, Jason Chen wrote a story on The Cut all about what being catfished means. Hatfished, you said cat. Oh, I'm sorry. Hatfished. Hatfished. The sea is silent. Um, <laughs> hat fishing, according to Urban Dictionary, is a guy who looks completely different, parentheses, sexy, while wearing a hat or cap. And when they take it off, it's a totally different story. So either they are bald or they have like weird hair. Like maybe they have like a, a skunk streak down the middle and you didn't know. Um, hat fishing. I know people like this. Yeah, we've actually gotten emails from listeners, from from like gentlemen who have receding hairlines, or whatever, and want to know how they should handle the 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 baldness and if they should, if it's deceiving to post a picture with a hat on. Um, and this actually will maybe offer some some insight for those guys because they interviewed some women who had been hatfished. One girl went out with a guy for a long time, and she said they would go to like fancy places, and he would wear a suit, but he would wear a baseball cap with the suit all the time like he continued the hat fishing into real life wow right and she was like i totally obviously knew what he was doing um and then she said they went away on a long trip together and he like sat her down and had this very serious confession and was like i have to tell you something and he took the hat off and she said i had to pretend like i didn't know he was hiding it the whole time it was mortifying so did she still date him well that's the author asked her well no actually she broke up with him but she, <laughs> I don't but know if it be- was related. Not because of the bald spot, probably. But I like, he asked her, um, would you have gone on that Bumble date um, 
if he'd shown his bald spot on Bumble. And she said, um, no, if, well, no, she said, if someone <laughs> has a great job and a great personality, then the bald thing is fine. It's not a big deal. But if they don't have those things and you really can't tell if they have those things or not on a dating app, then I hate to say it, but I think the bald spot would have put me off. When you don't have that much to go on, the photos matter. So actually, you're right. She did basically say no. Yeah. So maybe like you should keep it on in photos, but then like pretty quickly after you kind of got to like tell a girl what's up. Right. So like, I think that is the moral is like, it's it's okay to hat fish in the, in your photos, but you can't do what this guy did and try and like keep it going for a year and just wear a hat everywhere. Yeah. When I was in LA, my friend Amanda and I went on like double dates with these two guys and like I I was like going out with one of the guys and then like she kind of got like second dibs on this other guy and he had like a hat on when we first met we like met these guys at a bar and they like went to take us bowling when they picked us up uh so uh he so Amanda had like this like gorgeous curly hair she had straightened her hair he like couldn't tell he like couldn't remember which one was which but the more (laughs) important thing was he wasn't wearing the hat anymore and he like was not as cute so both of them were like uh he's like what happened to your curly hair and she was like uh what happened to your hat like like he was hat fished and she was like hair fished or the opposite yeah yeah. anyway (laughs) (laughs) well you know bald guys out there don't don't you want someone to love you for yourself anyway? Yeah, so, of course. So take the hat off when you get in person. I guess that's the moral of the story. But I'm glad we all now can incorporate the word hat fishing into our oh, vocabulary because it's it. great. It's so funny. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're on a dating app and like the guy has a hat in every single picture, you should know that like he's probably trying to hat fish you and you just got to think like, are you okay with this or not? Yeah. Also, that's good advice for guys that are not trying to hat fish, but might be unintentionally posting every picture in a hat. You look suspicious. Very suspicious. Take your hat off in a picture. True. Um, What are you reading about, Laura? Okay. So this is a story in the New York Times. It doesn't have as much to do with dating, but it's more like life. And I thought it was an important article to share. It's written by Emily S. Fahani Smith. Great. So it's the title is To Be Happy, Don't Try to Be Famous. This is what she writes. Today's college students desperately want to change the world, but too many think that living a meaningful life requires doing something extraordinary and attention-grabbing like becoming an Instagram celebrity, starting a wildly successful company, or ending a humanitarian crisis. Having idealistic aspirations is, of course, part of being young, but thanks to social media, purpose and meaning have become conflated with glamour. Extraordinary lives look like the norm on the internet. Yet the idea that a meaningful life must be or appear remarkable is not only elitist, but also misguided. Do you relate to this at all? I do. And I, well, I think it's a very millennial thing. I think everyone in our generation, thanks to like Instagram and stuff, like wants to be famous. It's kind of easier than ever to be some level of famous. I know. I mean, like I can't, I can't lie and say like when we were getting all the press about our show and our book, I didn't love it. Yeah, it's I true. loved it. It's I felt good. It's addicting. But I think her point is like don't let that don't like let that kind of like fame or like Twitter followers or Instagram followers uh like that doesn't if you have a lot of that it doesn't mean you're living a meaningful life. It doesn't mean that you'll be more happy. Like maybe in the moment we were really excited, but you know, pretty quickly after that it like goes away and you're back to your life and you're like, all right, am I happy? Am I living a meaningful life without all of that? Right. The truth is that kind of stuff really only matters like 
when you're online. Like, it, like oh, cool, my Instagram's getting lots of likes, but it doesn't change your actual real day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. So she also writes, over the past five years, I've interviewed dozens of people across the country about what gives their lives meaning. And I've read through thousands of pages of psychology, philosophy, and neuroscience research to understand what truly brings people satisfaction. The most meaningful lives I've learned are often not the extraordinary ones. They're the ordinary ones lived with dignity. Most young adults won't achieve the idealistic goals they've set for themselves. They won't be the next Mark Zuckerberg. They won't have obituaries that run in newspapers like this one, The Times. But that doesn't mean their lives will lack significance and worth. We all have a circle of people whose lives we can touch and improve and we can find our meaning in that. I I feel like I feel like I don't know just the people I'm surrounded with like everybody wants to like have a lot of likes and stuff and Instagram followers. And don't get me wrong, I want people to follow our your single <laughs> show Instagram and like follow at, my personal at your single show at Sparadactyl. Yeah, at, exactly. At Lorelei. Um, no, but yeah, I totally agree. And, and I think because we're conditioned to think like we're supposed to want to be famous, that when you do take kind of uh, joy or happiness in something a little more mundane and you feel like you're like settling or something. That's exactly right. So lastly, here's what she ends her article with. A new and growing body of research within psychology about meaningfulness confirms that meaning is found not in success and glamour, but in the mundane, which is exactly what you were saying. One research study shows that adolescents who did household chores felt a stronger sense of purpose. Why? The researchers believe it's because they're contributing to something bigger, their family. Another study found that cheering up a friend was an activity that created meaning in a young adult's life. People who see their occupations as an opportunity to serve their immediate community find more meaning in their work, whether it's an accountant helping his client or a factory worker supporting her family with a paycheck. You don't have to change the world or find your one true purpose to lead a meaningful life. A good life is a life of goodness, and that's something anyone can aspire to, no matter their dreams or circumstances. That's beautiful. I know, and I felt like this did relate to dating because a lot of people email us and like they're unhappy, and I don't know, I feel like reading an article like this is just a good reminder that it's like the little things in life that can kind of bring happiness to anybody, no matter what you're going through. Right. Right. Yeah. Like keep going with the things that feel good, Mm -hmm. no matter like if they seem like they're not like impressive or they're dorky or something, just do them. Yeah. Just be happy. Yeah. And don't like judge. You might see people on Instagram, they look so happy and glamorous, but some of my friends have like the most followers and the most like beautiful Instagram you know, pages, they're like some of my friends that are like, they like are crying the most to me about how unhappy they are. Right. So, you know, it's just like Ingrid Goes West. You guys should watch that movie. Well, what, what, how is it like that? There is like, well, it gets into like, uh, people that are influencers on Instagram and, um, the girl like that, that's an influencer in that movie kind of like secretly, like her husband kind of hates her and they have like all these problems, but she posts all these like picture perfect things. Mm, interesting. Yeah. That's the Aubrey Plaza movie. Yeah. Yes. Aubrey and, Plaza. and Elizabeth Olsen is the influencer. The third Olsen. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, hope that inspired you guys. Um, let us know what you think of it. You can always email us uh, at contact at this is why your single show.com to let us know what you think of our news stories. We are about to jump into the mailbox to answer your listener questions. But first, let's take a quick moment to thank some of our sponsors. Angela, what do we have in the mailbox this week? Okay, first up, we have an email from Cody 
Cody wrote, I wanted to take a moment and thank you for your episode. Breaking up isn't hard to do. I broke up with my boyfriend on Sunday and your episode couldn't have come at a more perfect time. Nothing bad had happened or anything. Things had just fizzled out and I realized he wasn't a good match for me. I was super nervous, but after listening to the episode, I felt totally empowered. Oh, I love emails like this. I'm so happy because right on Cody, Cody, no settling. And yeah, people forget that you can break up before things get really bad. You don't have to be yelling, screaming. Nobody has to get like cheated on to break up. If things are not there, you can break up on good terms or goodish terms. Right. And that's hard to do. So good for you, Cody. Um, but she did. She also um, doesn't have a question, but she submitted a crazy message that she got now that she's back on the scene. She said, I've been meaning to send you the hands down weirdest conversation I've had on a dating app. Um, this is not the guy I dated, by the way. So I'll be the guy. OK, you be him. I'll be her. So, so now she's back on the dating scene and these are the messages that she's getting on dating apps. Is that right? Correct, yes. Okay, so this is from a guy named Brian. What's up? I've literally been driving for two hours about to pee my pants, LOL. Does that ever happen to you? Ha ha ha, not particularly. Usually I can hold it in on long trips. What's the longest pee you've had if you had to guess? Uh, I don't know. If you had to guess, LOL. A few minutes? That's, so, that's the entire message. He just really, really wanted to know the answer. It was not like, oh, let's like have a conversation for fun. He was like, he's like, tell me. He was into pee play. It was so weird. <laughs> yeah, he's probably into pee play, if I had to guess. I don't Yeah, why was he like really pushing this? Like, if you had to guess, if you had to guess. I think that is a thing, though. That is like a fetish, like people holding their pee. Oh, my God. It's so painful. That's like how you can get UTIs. That's a bad idea. You're not supposed to hold your pee. I mean, actually, that's not true. I learned when I went and saw a urologist after oh. I was having lots of UTIs, um, which I no longer have. Hooray. Um, <laughs> I'll talk I'll talk more about that on another podcast for another day. But um, I learned that if you, you know, girls go to the bathroom together a lot yeah. and they're like, oh, hey, like, I don't have to go, but I'll go with you and I'll right. just like see if I have to pee. That's not good to do supposedly because you're not supposed to empty your bladder if you have like only like 15% full. Really? Because it'll train your brain to think that it needs to go. If you do that enough times, it'll train your brain to think that it needs to go when it's only like 15 to 20% full. So it's like a fine line. You don't want to hold your pee super, super long like to where it's like so full and you're like dying because then you've got like bacteria in there and that's like how you'll get a urinary tract infection. But equally, you don't want to just like pee if you have like really, really little amount in your bladder because you're you'll start to feel like you're full when or you'll you'll start to feel like your bladder's full when it's only fifteen to twenty percent if you do that a lot. Right. So you have to take like the the baby bear approach to peeing, like just right. Just exactly. <laughs> um. Good to know. Thanks yeah. for that information, Laura. Yeah. So, uh, seek, talk to your doctor though. This is right. coming from Laura Lane, not a medical professional. We need like at the end of like uh, any, any of like, my life advice. Well, like drug commercials, how then at the end they do like the the legal really quick and yeah. fast. Like consult your doctor. Yeah. We need that at the end of every episode. Yeah, because um, okay. Laura loves <laughs> to give her life advice. All right. Anyways, um, what kind of question do we have now? We have a question from Lauren K. 
Lauren writes, so I'm trying to figure out how slash when is the best way and time to break up with my boyfriend of seven months. She should talk to uh, Cody. Yeah. He's an amazing and supportive guy, but I can't be supportive of his issues. I'm a 32-year-old independent dog mom. Yeah, me too. uh, Well. But I'm not independent. (laughs) I am a dog mom, but I am... Well, you're independent. You're just not single. Uh, yes. Or whatever. She's not single. Yes. Whatever. You know what? You're, you're right. You are the same person. Okay. Okay. So she's a 32-year-old independent dog mom. He is a 30-year-old man with severe allergies who cannot support himself. <laughs> so he can't hang out with her dog and he can't support himself. When we started dating, he was working on gaining full-time employment and an income to be able to support himself with and acted like he was about to move out of his dad's house he was also working on getting his allergies under control. About a month ago, it became clear that he cannot or will not achieve those goals and thinks it's perfectly okay to stay at home and be supported by his dad. He has severe food allergies, cannot cook for himself, and can only eat takeout from one restaurant. I'm trying to use the campsite rule here and don't want to leave him in worse shape than he was when we started dating. Oh, I like that. The campsite rule. That's really fun. Um, But I've given all I can to someone who won't make positive changes in his life. Any ideas on the kindest way to say I'm not looking to be attached to a man child? Oh, this is good. Okay. Well, this tip is, number one is don't say that. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't say that. There, I mean, it sounds like he's a nice guy who just like won't get his shit together, you know? Right. Um, Because, yeah, and she doesn't seem like she's attracted to him anymore. So I think she can kind of just say that. Like she can just say like, hey, I don't feel the strong feelings anymore that I did at the beginning. Because obviously that is what's happened. Like she maybe had strong feelings for this guy, thought he was going to get his shit together. And this is just like proves you can't change people. I mean, well, she wasn't really trying to change him. He said on his own volition that he was going to like go to the doctor, get his shit together. And that he was also going to like try to move out, you know, Mm -hmm. and she wants somebody that's more at her level. Right. And she's smart for not like, sticking around and wasting her time and trying to change him because that's not going to work. And I'm worried that if she says I'm not looking to be attached to a man child and like and says, hey, I don't want to be with you because you still live at home and your allergies. I'm worried that he's going to try to make her stay by saying like, no, no, no. Okay, cool. Okay, fine. Like if you're giving me like an ultimatum, like I'll finally do it. And these kind of things aren't going to happen right away. And I'm worried that it's just going to like prolong things and that she'll stay with him longer and longer and he'll be like, no, I'm trying. I'm going to the doctor. I'm like going to try to get a job. And that could take like six months and who knows if it will ever happen. So right. do you know what I mean? Like I'm worried well, if she like gives him an ultimatum basically saying like, hey, I kind of want to break up because of the allergy and like no job sitch. That's why when she does it, she has to be like really firm. Sometimes as women, we're, it's hard for us to like be firm because it feels like we're being like bitchy or mean and, and women are inclined to be like, want to be like nice and like use like softer words. But she just has to be like firm and confident and like there's no way you're going to talk me out of this. This is my decision. I do exactly what you're saying all the time. Like even if I can't do something, like if you invited me to dinner, the way I phrase it might be like, oh, hey, I don't. I don't think I can come exactly. that night. When you know you can't come. I know I can't come. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think I can come. And like, and so then someone might be like, well, no, you have to come. You have to come. And I'm like, I don't think I can. 
Instead of being like, hey, I can't come, but thank you for the invite, which right. is just like straightforward and firm. So and yeah, it's still you, nice. You're not being mean when you say something like that. Exactly. You just need to like break up with him in like a straightforward, firm way and just say like, hey, this isn't what I'm looking for anymore. Right. We're in different. They're definitely in different places. So we're in different places. It might be a cliche, but you can say it because it's true. Yeah. We're in different places. This isn't what I'm looking for anymore. I think you're a great person. You're a really nice guy. Um, but I don't feel the same feelings for you anymore. And like the chemistry is just kind of like not there. And I think that's like a nice enough way to be firm and to say, don't say, I don't think, I don't think I want to be in this relationship anymore. Don't leave any of that doubt. Cause I do that all the time with little things here and there. Agreed. All right. I hope that was helpful. Please, Lauren, let us know what happens. I really want to know what this one. Um, if you guys want your listener questions answered or if you have any funny messages from dating apps or text messages that you want to share, you can email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now let's dive in to our reason of the week. This week's reason is go with your gut. Yes. Which is exactly what our listeners, Cody and Lauren, seem to have done recently. Or, well, Cody. Or getting ready to do. Cody's done. Lauren is getting ready to do. But yes, we constantly get emails from listeners who list countless red flags about their significant others. They know something's not right, but they're afraid to listen to their instincts. You got to follow what you know is right. Right. Yeah. Um, if you feel so awful about a relationship that you're writing into us, Usually. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not true. I think people write into us because we're not, you know, even I find this problem all the time. Like my friends will ask me advice and I don't give like the harsh, true advice that I would give to a podcast listener. It's like kind of fucked up. But like, for example, like if I have a friend that's like marrying a guy that I don't like, I'm not going to tell them don't marry this person because... Like, what if they do, then they're always going to know I didn't like the person. Right. Do you it's know also, what I mean? It's just easier when you're not face-to-face with somebody. And I'm not, inve- like, like people write into us because we're not invested in their relationship. So I get why people write into us. Like, like if I tell, if I tell this girl, break up with your dude, like I'm telling Lauren, break up with this guy that has his allergies and he's unemployed, like a hundred percent, you got to do it, this and that. If I'm her friend and she, for whatever reason, doesn't follow that advice and she stays with this guy and like things work out, which is fine. Like that might happen. She's always going to know that like you wanted them to break up and like it'll be soups awkward for the rest of your life. So like friends have a lot invested of why they sometimes don't give 100% like true advice to their friends. And they like, you know, their friends are like, oh, this guy doesn't like me. And you don't want to, you want to like friends pull the optimistic card a lot, which is good. You like want to build your friends up. But sometimes you're not going to tell your friend like, yeah, the guy's just, like, not into you. Sure. It's hard. Yeah. And so, I mean, whether you're asking us or your friend or whatever, if you do have a question that you're asking about your relationship or a guy that you just met, I feel like you always deep down do know the answer to what you're asking. It's just a matter of if you're afraid to listen to what the answer is. Because I think a lot of the time you want something to work out, so you will kind of, like, Debate away that voice in the back of your head. Yeah. We're coming from your gut. There's like a middle ground with here, a middle ground you need to find here too, because sometimes early on in relationships, your brain can like spiral off into crazy town. Like 
I even remember with like when I was first dating Nick and I wouldn't hear from him for like a couple nights and I'd be like, oh my God, like maybe he's talking to other girls. Like what's he doing? Like, ah. And then I would finally talk to him and he would be like at home painting, you know? So sometimes like you're, you gotta be able to distinguish between your gut knowing something's not right and your brain going into crazy town. But I think like once you talk to him, your gut was like, you should believe this person. A hundred percent. I knew he was super, super trustworthy. I have like one of my best friends recently was dating this guy. And like, I feel really bad because her gut the whole time was like, I don't think he's ready for a relationship. Something's up. But I was like, no, like he's a great guy. Like, like I, I didn't see what she knew the whole time in her gut. And in the end she was right. And I felt really bad about that. But you know, only you know what's in your gut. You right. Know? Well, because only you are living in your relationship. She was like filling me in on everything too, and I was like, "No, no, he's great. Like, like you're, you're, you know, he's not talking to other girls. Like, he only <laughs> has eyes for you. Like, that's and that's truly what I thought. And that was because I wasn't in the relationship. I didn't know I was getting everything secondhand. And like she was telling me the whole story, but it's just different when you're the one experiencing it and you're there with the person and you're like feeling what you feel. You know, like she knew in her gut. So yeah, you just gotta gotta go with your gut you know if some if something's right or it's not uh are you ready for our reason of the week break down so sure swiping may be superficial but it is also a master class in going with your gut Based on very little, you have to make a split-second decision about a person's dating potential. We are going to test Laura's guts in a game we call Speed Dating. I'll read a series of very real profiles. We found these on um, Tinder. Mm -hmm. And if Laura's into it, she will say swipe right. If she's not, she will say swipe left. And to keep things interesting, you get a point if I agree with your choice. Uh, Great. Okay. So first, bio. Um, he writes in, in, about himself, architect and DJ, love cooking, art, life, music, trip hop, not to be confused with hip hop, electronic, experimental, cocktails, adventure, sports, movies, and above all, barbecues on my deck. Uh, I'm going to say swipe left. I agree with you. Too much. Too much going on there. Well, okay, here's the thing. I like a lot about this. I love barbecues on the deck. I like the sports, movies, adventure. This is all great. Even cocktails is fun. Experimental is a red flag for me because <laughs> I think that might mean like like he's into like orgies or something. I hate electronic music. I, I don't think know. he means experimental music, but oh, well, I don't, also shitty. Unclear, <laughs> unclear. I, I don't know what the fuck trip hop is. So like maybe I'm just not cool, but I don't know what trip hop is. I love, I would love like an architect, like great there, but architect and DJ, like like too many things going on. Yeah. No offense to the DJs know. out there, but I just don't feel like we're going to vibe. I don't want to date a DJ. I have girlfriends that are DJs that are like cool as shit, but. Oh, lady DJs are awesome. If you're a lady DJ. Yeah. I don't really want to date. Sorry to all the male DJs listening to our show. I don't want to date a DJ. Like you're out all night, girls like up in your booth. (laughs) Uh, All right. What's next? Okay. Next bio. I am truly awful. Uh, Obviously left swipe. Uh, Disagree. Wait, what? Give yourself. That's the right sound. What? Oh my God. I was so sure that you were going to agree with me that I pushed the win button. I I think it's kind of funny. 
What? People are always trying to like build themselves up in dating profiles. It's it's kind of like it's subversive. It's a subversive Tinder profile. Uh, it says I'm truly awful. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. That's it's funny. That's one though where the pictures would really uh, play an important factor because I could tell by the pictures that they really are truly awful, or if they're being like yeah sarcastic. Sarcastic. Yeah. Um, all right. Next. Tell me what your favorite albums of all time are and let's hang out with your dog. Uh, swipe right. Same. You sound surprised. Well, I, I like when we when there's overlap and the people we're attracted to. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's a very good approach. Yeah, I like that. That's just fun. All I right. mean, I'm not like a crazy music person. So like, I don't know if he'd be impressed by my music taste of my right. favorite albums of all time. Like I wouldn't be able to have deep conversations about my favorite albums. I like music as like, I like listening to Spotify and there's like <laughs> a couple people I like, but if he's like a crazy, crazy music geek, he's going to be like super disappointed in me, but I'll still swipe right. That's true. But at least I like that. It's a conversation starter. It's like you already have something to talk about. That's that's. A little more interesting than like how your day is going. Yeah, exactly. All right, what's next? So next, bartender. Uh, swipe left. Same. Yeah, I just like need more. Like it's cool if you're a bartender. You might have some other passions on the side or you're starting your own business, or you're a comedian, whatever it is. But if that's like all you have to say, like pass. Right, yeah, I agree. Okay, I agree what's with next? all that? Um, I am passionately submissive. Many women are attracted to strong alpha males, but I can't offer you that. Pass. Yeah, pass. <laughs> That's totally fine. Like, you don't have to be like a super alpha male. Like, the, I mean, uh, Nick is definitely like, I would say he's like a strong, he's not like an alpha, but he's also not like a passive. Anyways, the thing I like about Nick is he's not the type of guy that's going to like get in a bar fight. You know, he's not sure. going to be like a super like testosterone y like broy strong alpha male that's not him but i think of him as like very manly and like broad shouldered and like i feel protected by him but i don't i am just like not into someone that describes himself as passionately submissive you well, i think this is also like definitely a sexual thing oh yeah you yeah, know yeah. so i just mean I sexually guess. speaking yeah that's true yeah i want someone that's definitely not submissive in the bed either yeah so not into any of this can't have two <laughs> bottoms yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, you can be like submissive. Like I said, I don't need someone super strong, but I just don't like someone that describes them as passionately submissive. Like it just makes me think if there's like a cockroach on the ground, he's going to like <laughs> run in the other room and he's going to be passionate about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Next. If we go out to dinner, I'll tell them it's your birthday. Big swipe right. Same. So into this profile. I think that's really funny. That's so funny. I'm so into this profile. Like crazy. Love it. All right, what's next? No problem. Okay, so it's not, he didn't have anything in his bio. It was just a picture of a guy fucking an inflatable goat. Okay, obviously no, <laughs> right? No, pass, yeah, swipe left. Yeah, I mean, Jesus I'm, Christ. I'm all for a little humor, but too much, too okay. much. All right, next bio. Feel my sweater. It's made of boyfriend material. I'm into that, actually. <laughs> I'm going to swipe right. What about you? I don't know. I'm torn. It's just so bad. It's so bad. But wait. All right, I'll swipe right. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm into that. I don't know. It's funny. <laughs> I I give that guy a chance. Yeah. I yeah, exactly. I feel like my hopes aren't high, but he definitely gets a chance. Yeah. Okay. I am like nobody you have ever met in your life. Polish, 27. I love cars and motorcycles. Not my thing. Swipe left. Yeah. Swipe left. I didn't really have the same taste so much. 
I know. Other than that awful, other than the I am so awful guy, we are <laughs> the, the same so far. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, uh, that's a little, it's like somebody that says like, I'm so unique. It's like, right. what? No. I mean, yeah, everyone's unique, but like what? That makes- as soon as you say it, you invalidate. You invalidate it. Like the if you say you're unique and then you list, I like cars and motorcycles. Right. Like, like- <laughs> you're not <laughs> I think I've met you a million times. Yeah, I'm not convinced whatsoever. All right, next. Have three open bedrooms in my apartment that need to be filled ASAP. If you know someone cool, let me know. <laughs> so this person <laughs> is, thinks that they're on roommates.com and they're actually on Tinder. Not the worst idea. No, not the worst idea. I mean, maybe, the, yeah, there's probably more people on Tinder than roommates.com, but I'm going to say... A big swipe left. I don't need a roommate. Well, that's the thing. Same, just because I I don't know anybody looking. Don't know anybody looking. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we have two more. We have what two else? Two more. What right. else we have? Next profile. Um, it was no bio, and all of his pictures were of him indoor rock climbing. <laughs> <laughs> this is so sad because if there was one picture of him indoor rock climbing. I would be totally into it because I'm actually very good at rock climbing. It's one of the few things that I can beat Nick at. Like oh. Nick beats me at most sports. Like I used to be better at him at ping pong at least, but then he got to my level and then eventually surpassed me. But at rock climbing, I am like a goddamn monkey. I can just <laughs> like get to the top so fast. It's all that like lower body strength. So I would be so into someone that likes to rock climb because well, this guy really likes to rock climb, but Laura. Not that much. So swipe left. Well, same on my part, but that's more obvious. Yeah, you're not into ath- athleticism at all. Uh, yeah, I'm not a good rock climber. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I tried it at Six Flags once and I just got a wedgie in the harness. <laughs> so, but, but that good, happens. I'm sure that guy, there was like a, you know, bun for every hot dog. Yeah, exactly. As I say. Um, what's the last one final bio most likely have less hair than you but a larger peach emoji okay (laughs) no no (laughs) swipe left pass i don't know this we might differ on this one what i mean it's about like i would have to see a picture and see like how large his peach emoji is is but uh it's kind of funny all right I can get behind it. All right. We disagree there, but you're into it. I'm swiping love. You're swiping right. I didn't know you were a butt lady. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a butt guy. What can I say? Wow. Okay. On that note, uh, we both went with our guts there and we hope that helped you guys remind yourselves to always go with your gut as well. We hope we have cleared up this week's reason. That is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our audio book is available on Amazon or on Audible, excuse me, uh, if you would like to listen to us, read you our book. Yeah. And get hooked up with discounts from all of our awesome sponsors. We have like a bed sponsor sheets. We have like, we could do your whole apartment. Yeah. Um, Just go for a full list of our sponsors and the codes to our podcast page on this is why your single show.com. We're also on social media. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at your single show. You can also follow me on Twitter at Laura Lane and on Instagram. If you want to see my pictures, I post lots of pictures with like Nick and my dog and Angela um and i'm really into instagram stories lately and i make lots of yummy smoothies okay this probably sounds horrible but it's a lot of fun (laughs) i do funny ones too i'm at laura lane rad on instagram so twitter just laura lane 
Laura Lane Rad on Instagram. A little yes. different. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at Sparadactyl. I don't really do Instagram stories, but maybe I'll get into it one day. Uh, please like and subscribe to the show on iTunes if you can. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why That was a HeadGum Podcast.